You're listening to Live and On Board with Tony Malazzo. All right, we are live and on board. This is Tony Malazzo, and we are with Tim Homajun. Did I say it right? Homayun. Homayun. Tim H. Whatever you need. Tim H. Yep. All right, he's a comedian. Yep. And a writer. Yep. Did I leave anything out? Uh, do some acting too. Yeah. All right. Great. Great. Well, I'm glad to have you. Well, thank you. I appreciate what? you having me on board. Yeah? You enjoying that? Have you boated before? You okay with uh, the boat? Yeah. Luckily, I'm not on sea and getting seasick. That'd be a weird podcast. But yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Me puking in the bathroom. but We'll have to do that another time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants everything. They like yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Anybody could just do an interview. I think it's more fun when you're uh, <laughs> doing something different. Yeah, that's true. So we're a little bit outside the box. We're floating around on the box today. Yeah. It's a nice day. Nice weather. So, uh, let's have everybody get a little bit familiar with you. Okay, sure. Maybe we'll start with uh, some of the things you've done. Probably the stuff you're most proud of first. Um, I've, let's see, I'm from Long Island, New York. I, uh, started, I've been doing stand-up comedy. I started as a comedian about 20-something years ago. And, uh, done some acting, did improv with, like, Kevin James and... Uh, Adam Ferrara, the guys from Long Island, there's that crew from the early 90s, so I got to see their success, and I used to book a lot of those guys, so I got to, s it was good, I got to be on both sides, I was perform with them, I got to, to book them, I got to know them personally, and I got to learn from a lot of the comedians over the years, and you know, like I said, did a little acting, did the improv, sketch comedy, a little bit of everything. All right, so you started out in New York. Yes. Okay. Yeah, started in Long Island, then I moved to... Uh, Where in Long Island? Uh, originally Bayport, way out there. And then, Suffolk County? Yep, Suffolk County, then uh, Massapequa. All right. And then I uh, went right into Times Square in uh, Hell's Kitchen. New York City? Yeah, a little bit of a uh, difference to go uh, from Long Island to uh, right next to where the ball drops for New Year's. Like, I was literally... A block and a half away from that, so that was a little, uh, little scary at first. But it was, uh, it was a nice adjustment. It took a little while, but, yeah. but yeah. Now, now I'm out in uh, Los Angeles. Go, and I, I mix it. You know, New York, LA. Do the road. Do stand up on the road. So, I'm seeing the country basically. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Life of a comic. Yep. You're enjoying it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my. Uh, Good and bad days, like everybody, yeah. and uh, yeah. You still writing besides for your uh, comedy? Um, I wrote for Saturday Night Live a little bit, and uh, yeah, I was still writing the comedy. I'm noticing now. Um, I've noticed in my life I've had so many weird experiences. So rather than write material, it's more or less uh, reminiscing. I had a lot of weird. I stripped at a nursing home uh, years ago. I um, I, let's see, I did all different things. I, um, like 9-11, people asked me where I was in 9-11. I actually, I was filming a Wendy's commercial in, uh, in New Jersey, and they, the, when the planes hit and the towers went down, they, everyone, you know, everyone's upset, they're crying, we could see it go down. The, the, they actually made us go back to set because we were stuck at, it was at the, um, the Meadowlands Stadium, so we were really? stuck there. We couldn't go back into New York, 
So they said, okay, back to set. I go, how the hell are you going to go back to set? There's people crying. Hey, like that's typical uh, New York, New Jersey. They're like, get back to set. You know, okay. Yeah, everybody back to work. Yeah, so um, things like that. I uh, I was a mathletes champion for five years. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I don't want to brag. Uh, like that's uh, the math competition where every, you know, year they have all the math nerds would yeah. compete. And I won five years in a row, but people thought I was the big, you know, genius. Turns out no one else joined for my grade, so I automatically won. So uh, that was... Uh, you that look was, like a mathematician. Yeah, I... Uh, Whatever a mathematician yeah, looks like. I'm that nerdy, uh, <laughs> nerdy look with the glasses. Um, yeah, I even... I have three older brothers. I used to keep their tests. So this way, um, not only was I a mathletes champion, I got perfect scores... So the problem was, uh, by cheating like that, I actually went above my brothers. So when I was in junior high school, I started taking college classes. So I went from like a 99 to a 12, and that's when I uh, had to slow down and say, okay, this schoolwork is, uh, is pretty difficult. So that's, uh, yeah, I started stand-up at 16, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, been doing it ever since. Great. Uh, yeah. So you've done all the circuit clubs here in yeah, New York. Yeah. Uh, New York. Yeah. Uh, getting yeah. getting to the clubs in uh, L.A. A lot of old friends. Uh, you had interviewed uh, Jimmy Della Valley. I, uh, mm-hmm. I met Jimmy about 15 years ago in Boston. Mm-hmm. Did that circuit. Um, so uh, I've been w- working with Jimmy and you know a lot of comics I knew back in the day. They moved out to Los Angeles. So I come and see him out here i got friends in vegas family and so yeah it's 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 a twofer you get your friends and family and you also get to do your comedy and a little acting here and there how did you end up uh writing for saturday night uh i had worked uh with uh a guy uh barry sobel i had done stand-up and um he had just uh got the position of uh, head writer for jimmy fallon when Jimmy was doing the uh, weekend update, so I was helping. Uh, I got it through that way, and I was working with Jimmy and and uh, Barry that way. Um, trying to get maybe with Jimmy's uh, talk show that'd be nice. So, um, but I kind of it's one of those things where I started working the road, and then you know you got to kind of stay in town if you're writing. So now it's like I realize, okay, maybe I should have stayed in town and did more writing so it's uh, that's why i'm one of the reasons why i'm out in la is to kind of get the scene get you know settle in yeah so yeah that sort of sort of thing you have to be here yeah yeah because i had um guys that i started with um like there's a guy uh rock rubin and uh, mike rubin who uh when i used to book um i was in the improv with kevin james's brother gary adam farrar and rock rubin I used to book them and work with them, and then when they came out for King of Queens, uh, the guy Rock, who became Kevin's head writer for King of Queens and wrote some of his films, said, uh, hey, give me your video, I'll pass it along to the producers and whatnot, and your headshot and resume, and uh, he passed it on, but he said, you know what, you're you're in New York, we're filming out here, it's hard, to, you know, even if they like it, come on out, and I never came out, and... Um, by the time it was over, he said, well, if you had come out, at least the worst they could have got you is a walk-on or, you know, a couple lines here or there. 
that's the worst. So he says, you got to be out of here. You can't, you know, you're stuck in New York. You're doing the New York scene. That's it. If, if you're in L.A., you have your opportunities in L.A. So you got to, that's why at least um, I know if, if I'm out in Los Angeles, I know I have family out in New York, so I can always go back and do the clubs I'm already established out there. Right. This way I have the, the either or. Yeah, I go back and forth too. I'll, yep. do, I'll do some shows back in New York while I'm there. Yeah. But uh, originally when I came out, it was bi-coastal, yep. I thought. And uh, I tried a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there, the jet lag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing that you have to be here. So I'm 80% of the time I'm here in yeah. LA. Yeah, the weather's so much nicer too. Yeah. Everyone's complaining yeah. about the... It's you know the snow out there, and then mm-hmm. you're out here on a on a boat. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I just spent a month and a half back there in the winter. Everybody here thought I was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you nuts? Why would you go back now? Yeah, you know, spring and fall are the time for New York. Yeah, because I felt bad. My um, my family was in the uh, Hurricane Sandy, got affected. The lights are out for uh, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. There's no lights. It's freezing. They. Um, mm-hmm. They're flooding in the basement. Whoa, the trees are causing damage, yeah. and uh, I couldn't. They hadn't, didn't have cell phone service, so I tried leaving messages. And following my mom called to tell me this, that you know, the, this the flooding and this and that, and yeah. it's horrible. And she's like, "How are you doing?" I said, "Well, I can't really talk because they don't want me to use my cell phone in the jacuzzi, in the hotel. <laughs> so I'll call you back." And uh, they don't like to hear that about you. Yeah, no, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I just got back from there myself with the uh, Hurricane Sandy thing. We did a benefit, and then they gave me a uh, trip around, you know, take a look at things. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. My friends here were going, you're doing a Hurricane Sandy benefit. It's a little late. That thing's over. No. I'm like, over. They it's don't gonna realize. It's going to be another year and a half. Yeah, yeah. They need more money. It's, it's just horrible. Yeah. There. Horrible. Yeah, it's it's sad. All those every time you, yeah, people will forget about it. The next months go by and they forget of whatever, you know. Uh, even uh-huh. like Katrina, you, you know, people who've gone down there say it's just not the same. It's still, years later, it's still being rebuilt. Yeah. So yeah, it takes Horrible. time. And yeah. so, what's on the agenda for you, Tim? What's what's next? What do you want to do? What's upcoming? Uh, I got some uh, things coming. Uh, filming a. Uh, TV talk show uh, next week, so I'm working on that and uh, some club dates and on the road and uh, the, the LA scene. Still learning the uh, LA clubs. It's been a while since I've been out here, yeah. so uh, still um, uh, getting to know the clubs. The co- a lot of comedians they just pop up. You know, so many oh, yeah. uh, young comics. Big names jumping in front of you. Yep, yep. Yeah. There's just so many. Uh, you know, I'm sure, like, you remember when you started, it wasn't... You kind of knew everybody if you worked the scene. Yeah. Nowadays, it's just thousands. Yeah. and just crazy. And you, 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 you see them, you don't know where you saw them. Sometimes they, you know, they met you on Facebook or MySpace, yeah. and they know everything about you. You don't know who they yeah. are, and, you know, <laughs> it's a little scary. It's like um, stalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comic stalker. Yeah, because I had people that... uh yeah, I put a couple of videos on uh, YouTube, and uh, not only did people know me, they knew my jokes, and it's kind of oh. awkward that I, and they didn't tell me that they saw my video, so I thought I worked with them, 
Yeah. And then I felt like an idiot, like, oh, what did we... Uh, yeah, you know, I had to it? ask him, and they go, no, I saw your uh, YouTube, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I go, oh, all right. Screw that. I thought I... Uh, they know you joke word for word. Yeah, yeah. A little too weird for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love fans, but I think that's the border of... <laughs> stalker yeah yeah <laughs> that's true yeah yeah so, so do you see a big difference between the new york live crowd and the la live crowd uh the crowds are a little i mean uh new york city uh i would say caters more to the tourists yeah. so you're gonna have a lot more i mean obviously la you get you get a lot of tourists too at the the main you know the big clubs but i mean in new york it's it's getting cutthroat so uh, there's a, a club, Hot Comedy Club, that has about six or seven shows a night, and they, they're six. They have one every hour, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and their shows. Not only are they catering to tourists, they're catering to kids. So it's a very uh, like the six, seven, and eight o'clock show. It's not uncommon to see families with strollers right. in a comedy club. I mean, so now they tell the comedians. This is the kid-friendly show. So you got kids who are running around, and they don't speak English. So it's a double... Uh, wow. But uh, that's kind of exciting about it, though. As long as you know that going in, to when you sometimes if it catches you off right. guard, it's a little... You're on stage, and you realize that you look down, yeah. and there's a kid in a stroller sucking his thumb, and you're like, all right, <laughs> this isn't my uh, demographic... Sometimes they think you're supposed to know. I just did a show at the John Lovitz, yep. and I guess I didn't realize City Walk, it was the old B.B. King Club. Yeah. So it was family. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's not what I was prepared for, so yeah. I, I switched gears and ended up just uh, yeah, sometimes improving. It, and yep, sometimes it throws you off. I've noticed at some of the clubs, yeah, you, you'll get... Uh, I mean, I said nipples, and they got upset with me, and then I said, well, uh, man nipples or female nipples is there a difference and so I kind of made my whole show talking to the guy who was giving me yeah and it's kind of not only <laughs> does it bother you sometimes it bothers the audience and like I said like a lot of the clubs in New York City this particular club uh, High East I don't know if they still do it but they would say it's a it's a it's not a comedy club it's a comedy show so the these people that come in and they go, it's right in Times Square. Uh -huh. So it's, they go, why pay fifty, a hundred dollars for a Broadway comedy show when you can go to ours for seven dollars? So they think it's kind of a uh, like an actors, yeah. the comedy with actors. They don't realize, they don't really know what stand up is. So right. um, sometimes they don't get the essence of punchlines and set up and punchline. They're thinking more physical. Right. comedy yeah. they don't understand what's going on so it, that's one different i mean the it's also uh different where it, you know it's more uh la is a lot more uh you know everyone's got a headshot resume you know there's more actors doing it too so a lot more tv credits and um yeah. i know it's a lot more uh storytelling a lot a lot of uh that's something with me like I was saying it's I uh, I enjoy doing now rather than write because I my my mind is blank so I sometimes I'll, I can't really sit and write but I'll uh, I used to go right from therapy where trying to delve into something and then I take it and I go to bring it to s stage and try and delve into that oh, wow. this way to kind of it write itself and then I just hone it on stage Oh wow! So that was uh, that's but, different. Yeah, it's it. It was great, but that sometimes when you don't have it honed, 
people go, oh, that's so sad. Like they wouldn't, <laughs> they didn't, because you haven't honed it yet. It's still kind of deep. <laughs> the, the roots are kind of raw. It's almost like you're just venting up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. And I, well, that's what I find is is sometimes I lay down on stage, especially if the audience isn't reacting. I'll lay down on stage with the mic and yeah. come on a couch and just. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. There's a guy. Uh, I love telling this. There's a guy, Tim Gage. It's uh, Colin Quinn's cousin. I don't know why I mention it, but anyway, he, uh, we were doing a show out in Long Island. This is about 15, 20 years ago. And uh, the, the woman who put it together, Anne, was a sweet woman, but she had, you know, didn't really understand. We're at a bar, and there's no one there to see the comedy. So, uh, and she was the one that, she booked shows and passed the hat around, trying, yeah. you know, money. So she uh, she would go on and try and get the people at the bar to turn around, and they would turn around and say "fuck you" and heckle us the whole time. So uh, she went up and bombed. I went up and bombed. Now this guy Tim Gage went up and he's bombing. So he said, "To hell with it." He lies down on stage and he starts getting as graphic as he possibly can because they're not paying attention. They're just turning around and going, "Shut the hell up." So he starts talking about how he was molested by his father and this and and this and he's getting graphic. I don't even want to. It's you know, I know it's a podcast, but you know, just the sick. I'm getting sick. Like, oh man, all right, yeah, you know, this is uh, this and this fluid and you know what I'm talking. About. Just yeah, <laughs> just the most graphic, horrible thing. And the guys Tim's aren't trying even, to be clean. Yeah, trying to be clean. They're not even turning around. So he's just going as sick and possibly sick as he can. All of a sudden, you hear screaming in the back. The doors open, 30 people come running out. The owner of the bar goes, I got a private party in the back, there's speakers in the back, what the fuck is wrong? Get them off! Get <laughs> 30 people walked out. Oh my God. He didn't realize there was speakers in the back. So here is all these people getting kicked out <laughs> of the club. Before we're getting kicked out, Ann decides, all right, here's the hat. If you guys want to donate, you know, we're struggling comics. Somebody give us a dollar. So she gets like two dollars, so she didn't know how to break it three ways. Oh, She's God. like, I can give you 75 cents, you know, like one of those. <laughs> Crazy. That's Long Island comedy for you. I love New York. Anything could happen there. Oh, yeah. There was a club, Hecklers. It was a bar called Hecklers. I'm not making it up that they would heckle you. I mean, every club. The first time I performed, there was a club called Konkuma Comedy Club. And run Konkuma. And it was Konkuma uh, uh, with a K, comedy with a K, club with a K. You got the idea. Yeah, yeah. And my brother Eric, who writes the serial killers, don't ask, long story, uh -huh. he uh, <laughs> he said, You had the greatest response. Because you got to remember, I was 16 and I had, I was 115 pounds. I was toothpick. And uh, I was, I didn't really look at the audience. I was nervous. And this is a white trash, you know, Klansman type shithole basically so i would look down and i'd do my act and i said something about women or whatever and uh this guy big biker dude six five tattoos stands up in front of me and just yells out fuck you and my brother goes you had the best response you just looked him right in the eyes and go and went okay and then i just went out with my act like i he goes, uh, the guy didn't know what to say after that. He just, he sat down like, okay, you accept it. He just moved on. He goes, some comics would have had a line, had a something. You just stood up, stared at him and said, okay, and then you just went right in it. Good you're, stuff. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, uh, I had my 
share of uh, I got booed off three times in one day. I think that's a record. Um, I don't want to brag, um, but that was uh, the funny thing was the first one I did. So I lived in Bayport. The town next to us was uh, Saville and Patchogue. So I did uh, the one in Patchogue is like 11 in the morning. It's one of those outdoor shows, and uh, the, everyone's on the blankets. And it's all. Uh, it's like a new talent kind of thing. Anybody who can go on, you know, people want to sing a song, they want to do a dance, just dumb right. stuff. The community, basically the community. Yeah. But they bring me up as a comedian and people just heckling me, you know, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And people think it's <laughs> funny because it's an outdoor yeah. thing. Yeah. And there's these teenagers that are really bothering me. And I'm trying to be clean. I'm trying to do my joke. So it's an outdoor theater, so there's, no, there's nothing behind you. So they're running behind the stage. And I'm facing forward, and I'm boom! I'm getting hit in the back with these balls. And I'm like, "What is? It? It's balls of duct tape. They're taking. You can hear it, like, and then they punch <laughs> and and peg me with these things real hard. And I'm so not only am I bombing, I'm getting heckled, and I'm getting hit from the back. And I'm trying not to snap. It's building up. You're getting that vial when you. So finally, this little kid, about five, six years old, gets off his blanket. And starts running towards me. He goes, get off the stage. And I just snap. I go, fucking blow me a little shit. He goes, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the guy behind you. And I look behind me. There's a guy sweeping up the balls of the duct tape. And that was number one. That's when I got booed off. That was one. Yeah. Then it, I did. It's not an easy business. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and my town, Bayport, was so small. It had to be combined with Blue Point. And uh, so it was one of those small towns, and just imagine this is my third time. I got booed off in the other town. Then I went to the Apollo. So this is a, a white town. I've, you gotta understand. I didn't. I don't mean to sound racist. That sounds awkward when you start with that. But I, my first time. This is true. Really interacting with. Uh, a group of black people not like you know black guy at the mall or yeah, my yeah. school had one black guy room. yeah one pop. one black guy in school he was adopted you know the the one guy who could dance and he he would hit every stereotype he was the great dancer great that ends up in a gang don't ask anyway so my point is i never really you know you always hear the stereotype you know a lot of racism and when well, you get all white crap so but i'm this nerdy toothpick and I get booed off twice. Now my third time, I go to the Apollo. I went to the Apollo Theater as like a 16-year-old, and so now I never, I never met a, a lot of black people. All of a sudden, I'm getting booed off in front of 1,500 black guys that are throwing stuff at me. They're booing me <laughs> off. Not only are they booing me off, when I get off stage, they're still booing me. They're still booing me. Like you gotta walk out and you gotta go into the subway. Like you, it just, the boos are echoing in your head. And that was my all the way home. Yeah, that's my interaction with with uh, black people. That's you know, um, but I don't want to sound racist. Well, that's it's good. It's fun. good you never quit because, y you know, the, I have some bad shows. Oh Everybody yeah, has bad shows. Yeah, we all have bad shows. I think that's good. That see a lot of a lot of comics don't realize. For me, what what it was, and that's why I said like, see if you get booed off once, that happens. You got booed off twice in the same night. You suck. Let's be honest. Twice in the same night. You suck. But if you get off booed off three times <laughs> in one day, you've got something. You got some talent. I don't know what it is. I still <laughs> haven't found it. But uh, that's that's a lot of determination. Hell yeah. To, yeah. So. Persistence. Persistence yep. and tenacity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Now yeah. I've done I've done good other time. I don't want to yeah. sound like I get booed off every day. Well, that of was course, of course twenty right. years ago. But, but the band shows, uh, you know, I know I got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Or, or I just got I got to work a little. Yeah, longer, you know right? what? I I always looked at it. See, when I got when I used to do the Apollo, um, and I liked it because again I knew I was what I was in for. I got booed off in front of a tough crowd. So then I go back to Long Island and you go to this white trash bar where these white guys want to heckle you and you're like, you think I'm fucking scared of you? Some white fucking trash. I got, I got booed off in front of 1,500 black guys. I'm worried about two drunk white guys. You know, right, get the fuck yeah, out of makes here. Makes it easier. So yeah, it helped me build that uh, that wall of like, eh, fuck you, I don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But sometimes it, you know, you'll, you'll get weird situations. I, I've had situations all the time I was down in um in alabama where um they have issues you know from new york they say you're from new york and uh um they you know want to uh say stuff uh, you know they brought me up as from new york city and they started booing i mean that's the typical uh shit i would get so um uh they would boo and i and then i one time i was doing well and i had two cameras and there's a big club 500 seats and uh, I'm doing really well. And there's a woman off to the side that's yelling out. Just not a heckling in a bad way. You suck. But she kept saying, yes, yes, we can. Yes, you can. But, you know, like kind of. And I'm like, what is this drunk lady yelling at Obama? You know, like, what the hell is wrong with this woman? I said, I'm doing my, I'm doing really well. So she keeps going. I got I keep. And I'm ripping on her, ripping on her, and the crowd's loving it. So, But she keeps interrupting, interrupting. And then I, I'm making a gesture to the club to shut her up. No, nobody says anything. So it starts escalating. You know, it starts escalating. I start getting meaner and meaner. And you as a comic, you know, sometimes when nobody's helping you, you kind of, anger boils up. And I don't know what I call, but I really said, you know, some words maybe I shouldn't have. And um, when I was done... Um, the managers said, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't take her out sooner, but she's uh, mentally retarded. I didn't want to make a scene. I said, oh, great, thanks for not making a scene. Let me call a mentally retarded woman the C word. I appreciate you. Let me uh, oh do God. that up there. Wow. And then they're pulling her out, and, uh, and he says, well, she's a regular. I said, oh, that's great. Yeah, she's a regular. She gets drunk, and she you know, doesn't understand. He says, that's why we put her in the back on the side. I said, I can't see her on the side. I just think it's some drunk woman. Heck, I don't know, it's a mentally retarded woman. And they're pulling her out. And then she's like, I want to buy you a CD. I said, bring her back then. If she's going to buy my CD, don't throw her out. Let her buy my CD first. Put her back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Plant her in every show. Is that what they oh, do? Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll make you work hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when I first got to the comedy store, they put me on an all-lesbian show. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then the next night in the main room, they they put Sarah Silverman up in front of me, and then Bobby oh. Lee, and I just kept getting knocked back, and then just oh yeah, they yeah. love they love to see you rise to the occasion. Oh yeah, they love you to get there early so they can <laughs> bump you to late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Um, I get, like I said, I, I'm doing a uh, TV taping next week. Uh, it's a late night show, and then um, I'm just. Club dates going to be in Indiana for a week, and then uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I'm out in here in L.A. for a while. Um, back to New York for a little while. So this is my, uh, I guess you know, funny story is my my name Tim Homeyun. My website I used to try and plug it. Nobody knows how to spell it, 
so it was a waste. I had to waste, so somebody actually stole it, wanted me to pay $500 to have it back. $500. I said, good luck. It didn't work for me to begin with. Good luck selling it to someone else, asshole. So I said, I'll give you $20. They said, well, go down to 400 I said, fuck you. Next year, I got it for $8 because they just got rid of it. Yeah. So, uh, But now I, I go by uh, Tim Who or That Comedy Guy oh, because nice. nobody knows. Uh, well, give us the site, sir, how they can uh, find you. Uh, yeah, my website's Tim Who, W-H-O.com, or That Comedy Guy, um, That, T-H-A-T, Comedy Guy. And uh, I just got my Facebook um, URL. Somebody hacked me, so it was uh, Emily. Yeah, the uh, hacking's crazy. Becker right now. sixty-six or something like that. So now it's Tim Homan. You can just get it from my website, right. but the Twitter and all that good stuff, and right. YouTube and all my uh, crazy stuff on there. All right. Well, I'm glad you came out here and hung out with us on the boat today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have you done any boating before? Uh, a little bit. I used to. Uh, I, I loved to fish as a as right. a kid, but I was always wimpy. With once I caught the fish, you know, and I felt bad, and yeah, I don't want to take the fish out of the hook, uh, you know, the hook out of the. I fish can't even stand baiting the hook. Yeah, yeah. I used so. to have somebody else do that. I used to have some little girl bait the hook, and I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like me. Uh, now I'm married to a woman that's an animal like activist. Forget it. I can't. She don't let me do nothing. Are I we can. allowed to mention her? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stacy Pressman. Her name. Yes, yes. Very well known comic. Yeah. So and pain in the ass. Yeah. Very well known oh. pain in the ass. No, no uh, she's a she's a good person. Yeah, good. I have to say that by Power way. couple, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we uh yeah, we tour together a lot and she does her uh uh stand up and uh, she's an actress, was on the Howard Stern show a lot and uh Is that tough having having uh your other half be also in entertainment and uh, uh good road? and bad. Good and bad. I mean good uh that we get to work together on the road and have fun bad she doesn't drive it means i drive everywhere um she complains i used to sleep in a car you know i drive we drive down to florida i drive take a nap drive she don't like to you know me taking a nap i have to get a hotel so if i want to crash for three hours i have to get a you know a hotel she don't like motel six so i gotta get the upgrade to the you know super eight at least so there's always there's always something. That's the one pain in the ass thing. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's uh, it's good. You know? Yeah. Not yeah. an easy life. Either. No, not at all. Not at all. For a lot of problems. Of a lot yeah. of problems. Yeah. Yeah. But it 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 just adds to the uh, the act. That's what I always say. Every every time we fight, I said, hold on, I gotta get a pen. Yeah. And it's all she, material. Oh yeah, all material. <laughs> You're gonna hear it all up there on stage. And uh, the funny <laughs> thing is when I. When she goes on, she makes fun of me. I go on, I make fun of her. Right. So my level of how much I'm going to rip on her is depending on her level that she set forth before me. So if she goes f first and rips me hard, then I, you know, the claws are out. If she takes it easy, then I feel guilty, and I still rip her hard anyway. It doesn't right. matter. But, yeah, we don't tell the audience usually because... They'll turn on me quick because you know women. A funny f female, she gets all the, the the women on her side. You know some of the guys think she's pretty. They you know yeah. act stupid. So when I go and make fun of her, the audience right. turns on me if they know we're together. So yeah, I usually keep that yeah. secret. Gotta be careful. Yeah, you end up getting beat up outside for making fun of your own wife. Oh yeah, and then you get <laughs> yeah, and then you get guys that are uh, that hit on your wife because they they think oh your her husband's not here 
right. you know, and she talks about what a loser her husband is, <laughs> that uh, maybe I could swoop in. Right. And Or you'll get the weird thing is that they'll, they'll see me with, with my wife uh, back when we used to be uh, kissy-kissy back in the day, and they'd be like, oh, look at this. These comedians uh, cheating on their spouses. <laughs> uh, look at them. Uh, they're working the road. They're uh, fooling around. So uh, we got a little of little of everything. All right. I'm glad you came today. No, oh, thank you. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for the pizza as okay. well. All right. Hope yeah. to get you back in the future. Yeah, yeah. Love okay. to. Love okay. to. Yeah, let me know when you're uh, back in New York, too. All right. I'll get a podcast and... It'll just be an old tape recorder. won't be as good as... I'm in. All right, sounds I'm good. In. I'm ready. All right, cool. All right, well, great. We had a great show. Yeah, thank you. I had a lot of fun. Okay, and uh, good luck with everything you're doing. Yeah, I hope to uh, work with you soon. All right. Clubs. You've been listening to Tony Malazzo, live and on board. This show has been produced by Tony Malazzo, Alyssa Inferna, and David Ringwald. If you'd like to be on board... Check us out on Facebook at Tony Malazzo Entertainer, tweet us at Tony Malazzo Live, or snail mail us at P.O. Box 10074, Marina del Rey, California, 90295.